Hello, and welcome to the New Beginnings Discipleship Ministry Podcast. Here, we share the Word of God for the people of God to understand that they are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Our desire is for everyone to not just know what their purpose is, but to live it out fully. We believe we are designed to live out a kingdom lifestyle that aligns to the kingdom of God and the word of God. Now go ahead and grab something to write with, make room wherever you are at, and prepare your heart, mind, and soul for another amazing word from God. Here we go. This world, God, as we become more like you. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so as we get started... I know that you noticed that there are some stuffed animals around. This is an interactive thing, amen? Why for everyone to find them a stuffy friend? Find a buddy. Do you have your exit buddy? For our family and friends online, if you do not have a buddy or a stuffed animal, feel free to grab something nearby, a pillow, a hat, a blankie. We have plenty of options, please. We have everything from reindeer to teddy bears. We have some cookie monsters and Elmos. We have some Paw Patrols. Amen. Everybody needs a stuffy. <laughs> you can pick out, there's plenty of options in the room, so please pick the stuffy that, you know, feels most comfortable to you. Amen. <laughs> so... Last week, Pastor O.C. taught us about steadfast communication. He reiterated the fact that we need to vet the voices both in the natural as well in the spiritual. As he was teaching, I noticed that his example had something to do with, has to do with equipment that has to make this communication happen. I also noticed that in order for him to get into position quickly for his job, when something comes through on that radio, he got to be able to move. I remember we had this conversation when we went shopping. He had to find, um, we were trying to find the right shoes for him because he wants to look professional, right? Because he has a lot of meetings and things throughout the day. But he goes from professional meeting to like scrapping in the hallway in like 3.2 seconds, right? (laughs) So he got to be able to do both, be in office and be a track star at the same time. So it took a minute for us to figure all that out, but he has to be able to move. Sometimes we hear God's voice, we understand the assignment, but we still can't move, and you got to ask why. It's not uncommon for us today to get bogged down and weighted with stuff, which leads me to the title of today's sermon. Staying with our steadfast series, Is It Yours to Carry? Now, With the example, let me get into explain a little bit more before I get too far. As you have found your stuffed animal buddy. Um, I don't know. See, here's the thing about stuffed animals. I'm not a fan of them. If like anyone else, we had a whole bag of them. We had a collection of stuffed animals that we could tap into for this example. That's why I'm using them. For a parent, it is annoying. I don't know if any other parent has just, just, you don't know where the stuffed animals come from. They just like multiply, right? And everything and everywhere, they have a bunch of them. But here's the thing is, they actually serve a purpose for a kid. Formally, a teddy bear or stuffed animal is considered a comfort object. 
this is like a psychology term really. It's a, a comfort object or also known as a transitional object. A comfort object is an, anim, is an item that takes the place of a parent-child bond. It is used to comfort a child when they are learning to function in spaces without their parent. Specifically, it helps children to communicate their affections, ease separation anxiety, aid in emotional regulation, and provide security needed to grow and, and grow and explore. An example of this that we can commonly see is when kids start sleeping by themselves, like they don't come to the parents, like the parents want to keep them in their own room, amen. <laughs> Especially around that toddler age is where you'll see kids commonly gravitate towards a stuffed animal. Because what they have to understand is that it teaches them that mom and dad are still in the house, they're nearby, but they still want to cuddle with something at night. They still want to have something close and nearby. So this is actually a developmental aid. It's actually necessary for them as they grow and develop. They're also very comfortable in creating some basis or consistency if kids travel. So you'll notice stuffed animals tend to go work really well if you're going on vacation, if you're traveling, some kids want to take it to like first day of daycare or preschool because it's that thing from home that reminds them that like mom and dad are coming back. Trust me, we have said it to our children many times. We ain't left you. We, we didn't leave you. We're, we're coming back. And even if we tried to leave you, they would find us. <laughs> they would bring you back. I promise you they would. <laughs> so with that, they, they, it creates that. Now, here's the other time a stuffed animal becomes important. When a person, a child is experiencing a traumatic event. So oftentimes you will see children that are hospitalized or have to spend a lot of time in the hospital, they will get a stuffed animal because it's something that will comfort them through all of the, the stuff they have to go through. I know it's hard for my children just to get their vaccination shots. So I could not imagine what it would be like for a family or a parent of a child who's chronically ill, who has to get multiple tests and poked and all these things, right? Also, stuffed animals are also given at times of um, traumatic events, like a car accident, death of a family. Um, DHS usually keeps them if they have to like take a kid out the house. They'll give them a stuffed animal, something to try to ground them, again, regulate those emotions. So that explains a little bit. I just want to give the background on the stuffed animal. Now let's jump into a couple more definitions, particularly as it's related to our title of Is It Yours to Carry? To, but before I go any further, how are we doing with our, how are we doing with our stuffies? Everybody got their stuffy? Okay, just checking in, just checking in. Now, when we start talking about the words carry, first of all, carry means to move while supporting or transport. So when you carry something, you just don't lift it up. I Bless Street Kings, because when I say they carry them boxes, they carry those boxes. <laughs> They're carrying them down, they're carrying them up, they're load, I see them loading the truck. And I'm not excited about that. I was like, and then you take that heavy box and you take it down? Papa George, I might have rolled down a hill, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> but to carry isn't just to lift, but it's to lift and move. Amen. So when we talk about carrying stuff, we're not just having it, we're, you're lugging something with you. And I don't know if anyone has ever picked up a little kid, I know they're little, but that dead weight when they're sleeping, when you have that conversation with yourself like, okay, we just got home, do I wake them up or do I try to carry them? I'm not gonna lie, there's some days my back said, just wake them up, just, it, it didn't go well for me. It hurt the next day and even a little sooner. <laughs> 
The other definition I wanna take a quick look at is trauma. And Webster's is defined as an injury to living tissue caused by an intrinsic agent or something originating from the outside. If you even look at um, trauma in the Greek, it just says wound, right? The American Psychological Association, the APA, trauma is defined as an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Long-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashback, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headaches and nausea. And there are three types of trauma. So there's the acute trauma, so that just means something major happened real quick, right? So like a car accident, house fiber, something really one-time, big catastrophic event. You have chronic trauma, so this is something that's ongoing. So typically seen in domestic violence situations or if kids are like being bullied, like it's ongoing thing that is considered more chronic. And then there's complex. Um, my best example of a complex trauma would be like COVID-19 and the pandemic. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff. It was some immediate like job loss and then it was chronic, like I can't see my friends and it was a whole lot of things and then sickness and financial and the world and so many changes. So that's an example of like a complex, like where do you begin? But then we take a look at going, jumping over to scripture, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and what the Bible tells us about this, it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I'm going to take a side note right here. By the way, the shoes had to come off. <laughs> Just didn't want anybody in the house to be distracted by that. All right. <laughs> so one of the things I want to mention is about a yoke. People forget that the whole purpose of a yoke is to pull a plow. In this, he says, my yoke is light. So that implies that we're already wearing a yoke. And here's the thing is we live in a world, we live in a culture that tells us we do it on our own. I get here by myself. It was me. It, through, through my hard work, through my determination, through my focus, I get there. Here's the thing is we were never created to do it by ourselves. So it's interesting when people say they don't believe in Christ. You can, but I'm just telling you, you were never created to not. To not. You, you're doing it by yourself. You're doing it with other entities trying to help you, but Jesus already told us his is light. So that means everything else is heavier. I don't know about anybody else. I'm a youngest child. I watched the older ones, and I didn't do what they did. Like, I, I learned. I, I saw the lesson. There were phrases I, I learned. The words, I'm grown, never came out of my mouth in my parents' house. I saw it come out twice, and it never went well. I, I, I watched, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even want them problems. I, I'll just stand here and look at you. I'm not going to I knew what not to do. I knew what not to say. So I say this to say is if I know there's a way to, a better way to do it over here, Jesus, all you have to do is call me and tell me there's a better way. 
Now, y'all, we do this with everything else. There's a better job. There's better pay. There's better benefits. There's a better neighborhood. There's a better vehicle. There's a better school. There's a better opportunity. There's a better community, and we are ready to run to it. Jesus literally says, I'm the best. And we're like, I don't know. Let me think about it. Why? Let's do that with him the way we do it with everything else. He literally says, my yoke is light. Because he's doing it with us. And here's the trick. He's doing all the heavy lifting. You lift, I walk. I'll roll with that agreement any day. So I kind of want to bring this all back together. We still good, doing good with our stuffy friends? Okay, all right. Okay, now that our visitors, our little stuffy, comfies, have gotten through all the definitions, let's jump into the heart of this of, is it yours to carry? Now, if you have been in the body of Christ, this idea of caring, like knowing what you can bear, right? God knows what you can bear and making sure we don't carry too much. We try not to carry other people's stuff, like, if it ain't mine, I'm, I don't want to carry it. <laughs> and identifying what's ours. We have heard the words and messages about letting go. Disney pretty much put a bow on that one with Elsa, let it go, right? We let go of the things that are not ours. We've even heard this message commonly, like on a New Year's. New Year, New You, letting the old year go into New Year. We let stuff go, right? And this is also commonly accompanied by a demonstration. Usually someone has like bags or blocks or weights and they're like, you know, you bog down so you gotta let stuff go, right? And as men and women of God, I wanna tell y'all congratulations. Y'all don't let stuff go, right? You a little lighter. Bless the people who was even let go, able to let go of some pounds, glory to God. You are a blessing, amen. I'm trying to get there. But now I want to bring your attention to something a little bit more subtle. Remember I just defined trauma, and I know some of you are like, okay, that word again. Sorry, we're in that era. We're in that, that moment. But the reason I bring up the topic of trauma is because we often don't realize that for many of us, that is what the enemy uses to establish footholds in our lives. These footholds are what later become strongholds. In some instances, these strongholds have been around so long that they have blended into our landscape and tricked us into believing that they are supposed to be there. This is important because we don't recognize that they are there, so then we can't tear them down. How does this happen? I'm glad you asked. Stuffed animals are comfort objects, and we begin to become comfortable in trauma. We become comfortable in our valley. We become comfortable in our cave. We become familiar with it. Does it hurt? Absolutely. But here's the catch. We understand the hurt. We know the scope of the hurt. We know what the hurt feels like. We know what to do when the hurt gets too much. We know how to manage the hurt. Let's take a quick look at Mark 17, or Mark 10, 17 through 23. And it's about the young ruler. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? 
No one is good but the one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered to him, and he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. So that's the baggage, right? We did that part. We put down the baggage. We didn't take it up. We let it go. We, we released it, right? Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. I use this example of the young man or young ruler because it covered the basics. He checked all the boxes. He did what the commandments said. But there was one thing that literally stopped him from going with Jesus. Now, here's my, my guess, just my guess. If he's a young ruler, let's think about context. Just my guess, if he's a young ruler, he probably is either an orphan or his father is sick because he had to assume position. He's the ruler, and he's young. You don't rule till you get older. So there's something about his youth that he had to do this before his time. So we have to understand this young man has suffered something, right? He has suffered a loss. He has suffered a traumatic event. And now what Jesus is asking him to do is that one thing that addresses that trauma. Here's the thing is, I have the little teddy bear. <laughs> teddy bears are meant to be comforting and to help in transitional experiences. When we think about our trauma, trauma, the way that it happens and the events of our, of our lives, the effects of our lives, think of it this way. I don't know about anybody else, but I've eaten a lot of food in my life. Amen. 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 All right. Think about all of the wrappers, all of the packaging, all of the bones, all of the scraps, everything that came along with the food. Now, the food was nutritious. It fed you but it had all these other things attached to it. When it came to the food, we knew how to separate it. We kept the stuff that we wanted to eat, the stuff that would feed us, that would nourish us, that would grow us, but we let go of all of the trash. I do not have the candy wrapper from the bubble gum when I was like five years old. I let that go. But what happens is when we have a trauma and it tries to come into our lives, it takes over our identity. I use the example of like, here's the thing is we have our testimonies. Our testimonies are amazing and they're awesome and we have overcome them, but we haven't overcome them if they try to take over our identity. It is a chapter in your book. It is not the whole book. And in some cases, it's not even the series. So what we have to understand is that we have treated trauma like teddy bears. We have held on to them. We carry them around with us. We introduce them to people. For my example is I lost my parents. Both of them have passed. 
funny story is when OC and I, we had some friends back in college. And I always asked them, and someone had taught me, and I passed it on to them. It was a funny story. He said, I asked them, how are you introduced? The way that people introduce you is how they know you. That's how they're connecting to you. And how you introduce yourself is what you want them to know about you. So if I'm in a work setting, I'll introduce my name. Hi, I'm in this department. I work for this company. This is what I do. In other settings, I say my name. I say I'm Pastor Kamika. I work with youth and women's ministry, and this is what I do. But in those introductions, we can find ourselves introducing our trauma in places that is not necessarily a testimony yet. I don't say, hi, my name is Kamika Lowry. I work at this company. I'm in this department, and I'm an orphan. I am a rape survivor. You have survived it, but then it becomes your whole identity. You are also a wife, a mother, a husband, a brother, a teacher, a preacher, an evangelist. You are so many things. And when that opportunity is there and God puts it on your heart, it is your testimony. But sometimes people live in that. We allow those things to live. And we carry it around. And those become our teddy bears. Those become our comfort objects. Here's how you know it's a comfort object. If you get mad, I don't know if anybody ever done this. When it's late at night and you know you shouldn't have that cookie, that cake, that dessert, that extra slice, but you tell yourself you earned it. I had a rough day. So I'm going to get that extra bite. You know what? I didn't even eat really that much today. So then I can have two of them, right? Um, you know, I'll make it up tomorrow. We give ourselves the excuse. It becomes a comfort. We have an excuse to keep it. I have a reason to be mad. I have a reason not to talk to them. I have a reason I don't want to go there. I don't like this. I don't do this. And this is my reason. I can't go where God tells me to do because of this. Because I'm mad. Because I'm upset. Because I'm anxious. Because I'm depressed. Because I won't let it go. I won't let go of my teddy bear. Because if I'm being honest with myself, I kind of like being mad. I like that little edge on myself. I like that little attitude that comes out. I like the little personality that comes with it. I like having the excuse to do what I want and then blaming it on the teddy bear. Because it's my reason. And it's there. So what happens is we have these teddy bears lying around. One of mine, I'll be honest, I couldn't actually find it. I looked for it. I have a teddy bear. His name is Teddy Tashawn Hayes. <laughs> and my teddy bear came into my life as a transitional object. My oldest brother, there's a big gap between us. There's like 15, well, 14 years between us. He is my best friend, one of my best friends. We text. We have a weird relationship, but it works. It's siblings. But he went off to the military. And he had to go to basic training. And that was the longest I'd ever been away from my brother. So he goes to basic training in New York. 
and he sends us back, we lived in Tennessee at the time, this teddy bear with his little army fatigues on, he had a hat. Now I tell you over the years, Teddy and I had a hard life. <laughs> but that teddy bear went with me everywhere. And then when I look back and reflect, I realized that teddy bear, we moved a lot growing up. So that was the teddy bear that rode with me in the U-Haul when we went to a new city. That was the teddy bear that was with me when I started a new school. That was even the teddy bear that came to college with me when I moved into my dorms. My mom and I had a fight because I had to get Teddy a better outfit. Because <laughs> he had, a, like I said, he had a rough life. <laughs> he, he had been everywhere. Um, I was like, I might actually have taken Teddy to Spain. We'll see. I got to remember. <laughs> but it was a transitional thing. But here's the thing is once I got to a place in my life, I had to let Teddy go. One of the places I had to let Teddy go was, I was in college. I was growing up. I was getting a job. I was dating. <laughs> there were other ways that I was able to make that connection and have those. I was old enough. I was growing up. Now, as a child, I played with those toys. But then I grew up. Amen? So as we go forward, understanding where those things have tried to come into our lives, where it's tried to become our teddy bears. And it's just sitting there. Here's the thing is, I didn't snuggle with my teddy after a while, but there was something about it just being there, just sitting on my bed, just being in my room, just being around, somehow kept me comforted. But I think about how many things and memories just sit around. We're like, but I don't do anything with them, God, but they're still there. And here's the thing is, if you want to know what your teddy bear is, if God has told you to get rid of something, and you're like, nope, maybe I didn't hear him right. Girl, I'm going to go pray again, and then we'll come back, and then we'll talk about it. Because we look at the rich ruler now in hindsight, and we're like, oh, my gosh, sell it all. I would do it. But that's not your teddy bear. That's not our teddy bear. Our teddy bears are different. I remember there was a time in the walk where there were certain um, activities and songs and stuff I would do. I would never. I was like, that, that's for the mothers of the church. I ain't doing that. I ain't giving that up. <laughs> but as I walk and grow closer, it's like, wow, I really do need to let that go. I need to release it. And that is the thing that will stop, that is stopping us. Here's the even bigger part. Let's jump to John 14, 15 through 18. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you a helper. In some versions it says comforter. In other versions it says advocate, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, and he dwells with you, and he will be in you. I will leave, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So if nothing else, there are some things that are literally taking Holy Spirit's place. He's supposed to be our teddy bear. He's supposed to be our comforter. He's supposed to, when we go back to vetting the voices, that's the voice we should hear. But there's so many things, like I said, that just ease its way in there and just sit there. 
And here's the other challenge is we think, again, we've done all the big things. We've checked the list, and we're trying to figure out where it is. I think about the lady who, does, who did the, um, the, the organizing. The, the, does it bring you joy? The extreme sorter. I laughed because she was like all over it. Like it was a Marie Kondo, Kondo. She had this whole big sorting thing and everybody was being super organized and buying all these containers and you got to get your life organized and you would pick up an item and say, does it bring me joy? And if it doesn't, you let it go. And if it does, you keep it. Now, the funny story about this is she was all over it. That's what she did. She wrote books. She had shows. And then she had like two or three more kids. She ain't organizing no more. <laughs> that organizing ain't, ain't happening. When you got two, three kids running around your house, good luck. When she had one, it was cool. One kid, she was, no kid, she was straight. One kid, she was cool. When they became two against, they multiplied, it didn't it ain't, it ain't go that way. It didn't go that way. Staying organized did not last the way it used to. But I say that to say is that we have to almost do that spiritually, right? Go through stuff and even look like, I don't know if anyone's ever cleaned out their house and wondered where did it come from? How did it get here? How long has it been here? Did I get this? Do I even like this? We have to begin to release those things and get rid of those things. But here's the thing is, again, as we go through the evaluation, check in the teddy bears because it's the most innocent looking thing that can go back to bring back those memories of the tr most traumatic, hardest strongholds. One more scripture I want to mention to you guys is Peter, 1 Peter 5, 5 through 7. It says, in the same way you are younger, must accept the authority of the elders and all of you. Dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. So you don't have to do it. I don't know if anybody else, I dread cleaning because I, I have to do it. <laughs> like, I don't want to start taking the closet apart because I know I have to put it back together, right? I don't want to go through the basement because then I, I do this thing where, pray for Pastor Osi. I start it and then like halfway through it, I, my motivation is just not there anymore. But I have to do something because now I have literally torn up an entire room. <laughs> so I have to put it back together somehow. But here's the amazing part is God tells us we don't have to do that by ourselves when it comes to this, right? He will walk with us to identify those things to get rid of those teddy bears. And here's the thing is, to heal from it. To identify those things that are blocking us from getting to Jesus. Like I said, we ate the food, and it was delicious. But I do not want that uh, chicken package sitting in my kitchen for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't need the potato chip bag to stay there forever. I need to get rid of the things that are stopping me, that would block me from going forward in my life, in my home, in my everyday. So as we get ready to close, I invite you to join me in a prophetic act. So everybody still have their stuffy? I invite you 
as we begin to close out after I pray that you bring your stuffy, whatever that thing is, bring it to the altar and leave it. That's the hardest thing. Is So here's the funny part is when we were putting some of these out, the kids were like, I thought y'all threw that away. No. We put it in a bag. And what we did was trying to see if anybody asked for it. If somebody said, oh, my gosh, I cannot go to sleep without my stuffed monkey, we would go dig it out, right? But you give me a good mm, 30 to 60 days and you ain't asked for that monkey. Papa George, 141 garage sale coming your way, okay? <laughs> It's not going to be there anymore. But I say that to say is how many times do we think we got rid of stuff? And when we start digging and going through bags, we packed it away, but we never got rid of it. We never let it go. And I invite you to do this if you, especially as we go forward in prayer, praying that God shows you what is that? Have you ever hit something and didn't know like you're, you're pressing against something? And you go down the checklist like, God, I did this, I did this, I prayed this. And yet, I feel like I'm just not getting there. What is it? Pray that he shows what that thing is that is stopping from that final push, that final breakthrough. And I invite you to do this because we are heading into a deliverance, y'all. Part of deliverance, if you want to keep the heavy lifting down on your part, is just identify it and letting it go. God will come around and pick it up. It's like a trash man. He will come pick it up. All you got to do is set it on the curb. That makes it the easiest, smoothest, most productive deliverance ever. Just take it outside. Right. Just, just, just set it out. God will come around. He'll clean it up. You, you won't even know it was there. <laughs> he does amazing. What's the one? There's like a, a dumpster company that, that like you snap your fingers and it goes away. <laughs> he does that. But we at least have to let him know what it is and not fight him to take it. He wants to come around and pick stuff up and we are literally going we are fighting him arm wrestling him taking him down over the, our teddy bears like you're not letting it go he's like i i you know it's i'm i'm gonna let you in your teddy bear just let me know when you're ready <laughs> so as we go forward um and again just wrapping this back up is is it yours to carry is this your teddy bear to even be carrying is it even your, if it's not yours, let it go. We're going to turn it over. You experienced it. You overcame it. Do you get that? You're victorious. When I said we don't want this to define us, it's a, it's a, it's a chapter. It's a blurb. It's an excerpt. And it is trying to become the title of your best-selling book. And even more so, you are a leg, part of a legacy. So don't let it try to take over the whole series. It is a testimony that we overcame and we move forward. And we are strong enough. You are bold enough. You are victorious enough that you don't need crutches. You don't need to limp anymore. We can let it go. We can move forward. And we can lay down those teddy bears and identify them and let them go because we don't have to be comforted by them anymore because God sent us a greater, greater comforter. Amen? Amen. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you on this day for identifying, it says the little leaven leavens the whole loaf, for identifying the little foxes, 
for in our lives, helping us to identify the things that have tried to lay dormant and kind of play possum in our lives. Allow for us to see them for what they really are. The things that you have called us to let go. The things that are stopping us from getting to you. Not only, not only getting to you, but getting to what you have called us to be. God, you have called us. You have justified us. God, you know what we are meant to be. You have created us for such a time as this. And God, we do not want to be, we do not want to return back to you, boy. We want to accomplish everything that you sent us out to be. We want to be the parents, the aunts, the uncles, the, the evangelists, the preachers, the teachers, the apostles. We want to be your words, your hands, your feet in the earth. We want to be representatives of your kingdom, God. And right now we want you to identify in us anything that is stopping, blocking, or hindering us. God, as we go forward, as we conclude this service, <clears throat> allow for us, <coughs> allow for us to lay down, truly lay down our burdens, lay down those things that are trying to stop, block, and hinder us, those things that are stopping us from being even closer to you, God, that are stopping us from being able to truly overcome. We are going to be steadfast in the things that you have called us to carry, and we will carry nothing more. We will not take on the things that the world tries to heap on top of us. We will not be what the world tells us that we should be. We will be who you called us to be. So, Heavenly Father, be with your people as we leave this place and not your presence. As we go forward, God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to another awesome and fulfilling word from God. We hope that you not only enjoyed the word of God, but that you took something away to use, work on, or learn more about over the next days, weeks, months, and years. Please visit our social media outlets as well as our website, mbdmdsm.com, to connect with us as we desire to stay connected with you. Have a great and blessed week. And remember, you are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose.